We are live. I am Paul Wicker. And I'm J.D. Prater. And this is July 27th, and these are your top headlines in PPC. I have no idea how many headlines we have this week. So I'll start with one while J.D. counts them. Eight. Uh, eight. <laughs> top eight headlines. Number one is, well, let's talk about Facebook's quarterly numbers and Twitter's quarterly numbers. Yeah, let's do it. Twitter tanked. Twitter came out, <laughs> and their uh, monthly active users, their MAUs, are down. And the market freaked out, and their stock dropped 12%? 12% last yeah. I saw. Which is classic Wall Street, right? They've been growing at a measly rate. Like they're, like they're growing by a million or less every month. And this, this month it goes down a few million and people freak out. Like if anything's growing, if I forget what the monthly active user number is, 328 million? million yep. Right, so it's been like pretty close to the same thing for like you know every quarter for the last year. They've, they made it from 313 million up to 328 million. So they're essentially flat. They're flat. Uh, yeah. So when it goes down by a little bit and everyone freaks out, it's kind of like, well, what did you think? Last quarter, or yeah, they went from like one quarter, they went from 317 to 319. Like there's 2 million people, probably a bunch of like fake Twitter bots anyway. <laughs> anyway, so they tanked, uh, not so good on the Twitter side, but on the flip side, there's Facebook. Yeah, there's Facebook, and complete opposite. Uh, I, I would hate to be in their shadow. Like everyone is in their in their shadow. Like they, they, yeah, their their wake is huge. Uh, like just some of these results um, of like what they were saying as far as like revenue growth, forty five percent year over year growth to up to nine point three two billion, with a B billion yeah they are clearly the google of social now i mean at one point there was a bit of a, a question mark around you know facebook versus twitter and well before facebook bought instagram uh, you know, pinterest and snapchat and still folks like linkedin and yahoo but at this point it's facebook and everybody else yeah i mean they hit two billion users pretty much anyone that has access to the internet is on facebook which is crazy to me and then their mobile ad revenue was up 53% um, and now accounts for 87% of total ad revenue. 87%, like that's, that's, that's a lot if you think about it. So 87% of all of their money is coming from mobile. Like it's not really a desktop play anymore. Yeah, if you think about how much time we all spend staring at our phones on uh, social media, it's not too <laughs> surprising. Uh, but And then you, you juxtaposition that with Twitter where their year-over-year growth was 4%. Hmm. Uh, and really, Facebook is just dominating. So uh, Zuckerberg continuing to take over the planet. Pretty much. Pretty much, yeah. It's, it's kind of crazy. I mean, it, it kind of bleeds into uh, this next headline around Instagram and what they're doing with their API. Um, this well, one was really confusing. Yeah, what are they doing with their API? <laughs> On Twitter, I, I posted the uh, thinking face emoji. Um, I, so, don't, I don't really know. So I had to go read a third-party blog to understand their blog about what they were trying to accomplish. So here's like the basic gist of everything. It looks like they are going to allow like more third-party tools to be able to give more in-depth Instagram data and functionality. So like an example, um, you might be able to actually get Instagram insights data. So right, right as a Facebook advertiser, I can go get insights data on the audiences using Facebook audiences. 
I think they're now going to open that up to say Instagram audiences um, to make it more useful for advertisers as they're targeting. So really interesting. Yeah, I mean, they, they said you now have access to valuable insights. <laughs> Not those shitty insights you had before. <laughs> These ones are valuable. Um, so it looks like a standard kind of insights play where, you know, you can see things like reach and average impressions and people who have tapped forward and backwards through your, your Instagram story. I'm just, it's really the APR, API part where I was confused because they talk about um, new features on the Instagram platform API, but then talk about upgrading to the Facebook graph API. So it's just very kind of like technical and I'm a product guy and we sell APIs to people and I'm like confused on which API is getting which feature. <laughs> but I think most people on this, uh, listening to this probably don't care about the API piece. The good news is if you're using an app like Hootsuite or Buffer, correct. Um, they're more likely to have the metrics you want in, in that platform. And if you're creating placements, um, you can also manage the moderation of yeah. comments. That's really helpful. Through the API, which means you'll probably start seeing comment moderation show up in third-party tools. Yeah. I mean, I, I think that's been a huge gripe from what I've seen from Instagram. You know, community managers is not like having to like actually go in to write a comment or something, not being able to do it like through third-party tools, and I think that'll be that's a big win for the for the social community man community managers. So, uh, AdWords, did you uh, did you see how they came out with kind of a I would say a small little innovation here around call bid adjustments? I did. You know, I'm a, I'm a local guy. I came from a local space, and we love call tracking in local. You know, <laughs> if you have a plumber as a client, you know you're gonna track the heck out of those phone calls because still when you need a plumber if you're not in like New York or San Francisco like 90% of your leads are going to come in through the phone um, and Google's done a ton I don't know how many years ago maybe six or seven years ago if you want to call tracking Google had nothing to do with you you had to go to a handful of call tracking companies like Marchex and Voicestar who isn't even around anymore uh, and a bunch of others and buy phone numbers and, and do all this magic on your website and Google's come a long way with letting you do call tracking through Google, using Google Voice. Um, but now they're getting a little greedy and saying, you know, hey, for years they've been saying, add your phone number, do a call extension. Mm -hmm. And now they're letting you set bid adjustments okay. uh, so that you can bid up 900% or bid down negative 90% um, to try to get, you know, your, your call extension more exposure. Yeah. I. It's a good play. It's a, I mean, I, I if I was trying to drive more phone calls here to AdStage, which I'm not, but... Uh, <laughs> don't call us. <laughs> don't call us. I, don't, I think that goes to like a cell phone of someone who would probably just be like, hello, <laughs> are you at the front door? <laughs> like, I'll buzz you up. <laughs> it's true. Uh, sad, but true. But um, yeah, I think for the local people, for uh, anyone... Like they were using examples like extra storage space, like storage unit stuff. I, I can definitely see this being extremely valuable the, for travel. Um, anything we might see like high order values coming from calls, I think would be a really good uh, place for it. Uh, the one caveat, don't look for it in the old UI. Only available in the new UI. So you, you have to upgrade to use it. Which, I, is there a place I can upgrade? I still have the old UI. Oh yeah. And I can go in and change it somewhere? Yeah. Um, Ooh, so pro tip right here. While JD's looking that up, uh, you mentioned extra space storage because they're in Google's announcement for the new call bid adjustments. I used to work with that team uh, at a previous job when I was working for a different platform. 
they are the smartest marketing team I had ever worked with. Really? They would fly like 10 folks. I want to say they're, uh, they're from Salt Lake City. Hmm. Um, and they had like, you know, you think storage, right? How exciting of a business is that? Forget it. A, they're making money hand over fist. And B, their marketing team is like 10 or 12 people that were like just doing search. And they wanted like all the latest algos. They'd go to the Google office like every six months, the Facebook office, and would kind of try to get access to beta features. They were constantly pushing the envelope. Um, so extra space storage, if you're listening, you have one of the smartest marketing teams I'd ever seen. I probably met with 500 marketing teams in the past five years. Okay, more importantly, how do we turn on the Edwards uh, <laughs> fancy UI so I can get it? Oh, you wouldn't get it. Oh, sorry. I thought you meant you wanted to return. Uh, I thought you had it. No. Were, oh, okay. So, so I'm a loser. They won't give it to me. Yeah, you must be like low on the on the uh, totem pole there. I have um, like five accounts. Uh, I'm even spending money right now on a personal account, and they still <laughs> won't give it to me. Um, like we got it a while ago, but I, I always just go to the top and return to previous AdWords because I'm a, like, as we talked about before, I'm like a, I'm like a laggard. But there should be like a little thing that pops up at the bottom. It's like try new AdWords user interface. Yeah, you would see it if it was there. Yeah, I don't have it. So uh, if somebody knows how, tweet it at us. Yeah, I, I don't get try the new AdWords. Yeah, it's they right don't there. like me. Not there yet, man. <laughs> yeah, spend more. <laughs> uh, Cool, cool. Um, another big one here too. So this isn't isn't so much like um, in the you know ads that we always talk about uh, specifically, but like Nielsen. So Nielsen's a big uh, TV rating, but they just added Hulu and YouTube, which does play into consideration when you think about ads. Whenever you think about your YouTube uh, videos and your video ads, what you're running, this is now like for the for the first time you're going to see digital native platforms being incorporated into traditional TV ratings. Yeah, I mean, this is 10 years too late, right? Yeah. Nielsen, I guess some people still care about Nielsen ratings, um, but if you're doing online video, like you don't care about Nielsen anymore. No. But if you're buying old school media and you're buying TV spots, you know, this is a way for Nielsen to try to stay relevant. Uh, it, it Honestly, like I remember having this conversation 10 years ago when Comscore first came out, maybe 15 years oh, ago. Wow. And it was like, how do you measure the internet? And Comscore is the only one even trying. And then they became industry standard and people were like waiting for Nielsen to add measurement. Um, so it's about time, Nielsen. But there's a caveat that the only ads that count. So if you watch an ad on YouTube or Netflix, chances are you're not streaming it live. You're probably watching what they call on-demand content. Right. That content does not count towards the Nielsen ratings. The only content that counts is live streamed content. <laughs> Because the ads need to play at like the same time and be the same format and be the same duration and all that. So the only ads that are counting are when there's a live stream happening, which is a very small percentage of their traffic. So while this will not truly capture the reach of networks like YouTube and Netflix, it still at least is a step in the right direction. Yeah, yeah. And I think, I think that's probably the biggest thing, you know, kind of bringing it up because, you know, I do think it's a it's a better thing that we have more measurement and that we're able to kind of do this cross-channel measurement. I think it's really, I think that's the most interesting thing. TV to digital, it's gonna be really interesting. Well, if I was buying video, so it's, you know, it goes back to like, well, what is video? <laughs> like, and if I'm buying, you know, uh, if I'm putting running a video ad on Facebook, is that video? If I'm running a YouTube pre-roll, is that video? If I'm, uh, I have programmatic display, but it's a video ad. Is that video? So I think in digital, we know measurement. I mean, if you go to Facebook and look at all the different video metrics oh, they have, I mean, it's like watch 10% of the video, watch 30% of the video, watch 50%. So we are spoiled. But if you're trying to put a video on, 
you know, the network news or cable or whatever people do on real TV. It's still like 1995 and they're using Nielsen ratings. So I think they're trying to stay relevant until soon all ads just come through Facebook, Google, and we just stop start watching Facebook television and Google television and Netflix and Hulu and, yeah. and everyone cancels their cable, which is the, the path we're on now. Oh man, it's probably like not even five years out. <laughs> I haven't had cable. Actually, I think I have cable because every time we cancel it, then they do some promo, yeah. and it's like for eighty-nine bucks, you get unlimited data or some crap like that. If you get cable, and we fall for it. Um, but it's nice because then you can go online, and I still like watching live sports. So every now and then, I could watch a yeah. Warriors game live. That's nice. So that so, is that, yeah. is, uh, that is Nielsen. Um, so, we're talking about video. It makes makes me think we should talk about the marketing Sherpa article as well about people skipping video. Yeah. So, question, Paul: Why do you skip ads that play before videos that you watch online? Because no one likes watching ads when they're trying to watch some content they care about. Number one answer: Ding, ding, ding. <laughs> yeah, uh, that is pretty much everyone's uh, response. Uh, coming in second was uh, the content of the video was doesn't resonate with me. I liked that one. I liked that it was kind of a more of a feeling base rather than like it being kind of like relevant. It might actually be relevant, but your video just sucked. Didn't resonate. With yeah, me. I mean the first one is kind of the like you know, no one wants to watch an ad, right? It's no like yeah. if you ask people like why do why do you skip the ads? Well, because I don't want to watch them. It's kind of the next level of okay, well why don't you like to watch them? And that's a great reason because like it's totally irrelevant. Yeah. Or doesn't sorry doesn't resonate with me. I like number three though. Uh, number number three most popular answer at twenty percent was I don't have time. Right. <laughs> I'm gonna spend fourteen minutes watching a recipe <laughs> on how to make a you know cake I'll never make in my entire life out of Fritos. <laughs> but I don't have thirty seconds for this promo. Yeah, I don't got time for this. What is this? Like, I'm gonna watch twenty minutes of this cat falling off a couch. <laughs> can't be wasting 10 seconds on uh, oh, man. an ad for an online university. Yeah. I, I love how uh, busy we are uh, consuming content that is just a waste of time. Right. Yeah, yeah we don't have time for these. We ads. don't have time. Do you, are there any ads that get you? Are there any ones that you end up watching? Um, you know, as a marketer, I, I usually skip through them. I usually skip through them unless they have like a really good hook. you got to have that hook in the beginning that's going to keep me. But on YouTube, I, they're not as good. They're just not as good on YouTube. But um, anytime you force me, I, I'll watch it. But I love like all these brand lift surveys. I, I, I still can't remember them. Like you're asking me like now, like right now, like what was one? It's like, I don't know, I was just on YouTube earlier today trying to like find what, this. Wait, what? <laughs> you were supposed to be working. <laughs> What do you mean you're on YouTube? That is work, right? Um, <laughs> yeah, I love it when marketers like we're doing right now are like, ads don't really work on me. Um, but the so there's two I think that work on me. One is movie previews. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. If I see a movie, like, you know, because they're good, right? Yeah. They're good content. So it's almost cheating because it's like movie quality content. And it's like, so a good action movie preview. And no matter what, I'll usually watch that. Um, and then there's... <laughs> I get these, so I got a Pixel, and I think somebody's doing targeting for people who bought the new Google Pixel. Mm -hmm. uh, not so new anymore, but at least when it first came out. So there's, I guess you could do these like 3D kind of desktop wallpapery things. <laughs> so when you lock your phone, like your lock screen's like this 3D thing, and you move your phone, it moves, and I don't know. It's like some VR kind of fake 
Anyway, I get these ads, <laughs> which are clearly like a bunch of Russian dudes that made these really low-budget ads of people holding their phone and being like, and you can, uh, I'm not doing a terrible Russian accent, but you know, like, uh, spin the phone and things happen, it's amazing, <laughs> and they like so overact, and it's, they have to be doing it on purpose. And it works. I end up watching them because they're just so ridiculous. <laughs> no, I think, so, I mean, I'll be, you know, open. With the, I understand that I'm able to view this content because there's an ad. I get it, right? But at the same time, I, as soon as it pops up for me to skip it, I'm, I'm, I'm like, I'm waiting for it, you know, that five seconds. Uh, I think one of the things they said in the article, too, is like, and I agree with, is I actually do subscribe to the ad-free version of Hulu. So I have a Hulu account. Yeah, I don't really want the ads. I have the ad-free version. And I'm willing to pay for it. Yeah. Yeah, I like when they give you a choice. Like, I think it's Christian Science Monitor, the news source, which hmm. I have no idea why that shows up in my, my news feed, but occasionally it does. And when you click on it, they ask you, like, take a survey. They're like, hey, you can answer these three questions to, to see the article. And that's, like, how they make money. And it's kind of like a very explicit, like, hey, I need you to do this so we can make a buck. And then you can see the article. I wonder if, like, there's more of that, like, you know, hey, either pay us 25 cents or watch this 10-second video. Your choice. And yeah. then people might feel a lot more like, oh, yeah, I'll watch the video. Yeah, it's fair. Yeah. It's a fair ask. Um, yeah, it's fair. Anyway, let's move on. we got two more articles. Okay. Uh, this one was my favorite one for the week. It, again, not really advertising, but it's definitely like MarTech related, is Marketo. Um, if you didn't see this in the on Twitter, go back through like hashtag Marketo for this week. Some of the best memes I have seen, some of the better like tweets, people gave them such a hard time because what I'm getting at, they forgot to renew their domain. Um, they got extremely lucky that this uh, good Samaritan noticed that his Marketo wasn't working, his forms were down, and had the wherewithal to figure out that if he just paid the renewal, it would be okay. <laughs> he just paid the renewal. He didn't buy the domain. He could have bought the domain. He just paid to renew it for them. Um, so it's like feeding the meter when you know someone's on zero. Like, like that is what he did. It's amazing. Right, and if they get a ticket, you get a million dollars. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. he could have very easily, you know, bought the domain and then told, you know, trolled it, the ultimate uh, domain troll. Uh, wow. I, wow. I didn't hear that side of it. I just, like yeah. you, saw all the memes on Twitter about, like, you know, the moment you realize you forgot to renew your domain and the, you know, everyone using your landing page. Yeah. Get screwed. Yeah, that was uh, 6.40 a.m. by a guy named uh, Travis Preble. Preble. Yeah. Um, he's the Good Samaritan. Go check it out. 6.40 a.m. He figured it out by 10.50 a.m. So uh, just four hours later, the CEO of Marketo, Steve Lucas, uh, had tweeted out that they were resolving the issues and that they were apologizing. So... To be fair, only down for a couple of hours. Um, <laughs> hats off for them to getting that. You know, I'm sure no one wanted to wake up to that. But again, go troll uh, the, the Twitter hashtag Marketo as it was definitely worth your time. And go renew your domain. 
And go do yeah, we we checked. We're good for uh, until twenty eighteen, and we're making sure that we're just gonna buy it like for the next five years. <laughs> so the next two stories are really kind of plugs. Uh, one for us, and one for uh, Scott, uh, the chief Martech oh, yeah, officer, yeah. or whatever his handle is. Um, so chief Martech. Uh, if you go to chiefmartech.com, they're doing a survey. So if you're in a marketing organization, Scott's got a really, actually it's not really short. It takes a little bit of thought when I went through it. Um, but you have to fill out a, well, you don't have to. You can go fill out a survey about how your marketing organization is structured, who reports to your CMO. It's really more targeted if you're a little bit of a bigger company. If you're like a five-person agency, probably not worth your time. But uh, check it out, and because I want to see the results about how marketing organizations are structured. Uh, so check that out. And the second plug, uh, on Marketing Land, they did a great write-up on uh, the top five chatbots that are being used in Slack, Facebook Messenger, and Google Sheets to get your kind of paid data. Uh, and fortunately, we made the list. Yeah, pretty exciting. I mean... For just kind of coming out swinging, like uh, thanks to Jenny Marvin for you know including us in there. But we just debuted it this last week uh, with the Slack helped us out there um, with some of the promotion, and then on it was on Product Hunt. The CEO of Kiss Metrics. You're just showing um, off yeah. at this point. It was it was nuts. It's just I, the perfect launch <laughs> yeah. orchestrated by me. I was just sitting there like, what? This is awesome. <laughs> so if you use Slack. I think we should do an episode, uh, maybe get a guest either from Slack or from some agencies. There are some agencies that are trying Slack channels with their clients to manage client communication. Uh, it reminds me of the AIM, like AOL Instant Messenger days and Skype days. I'm sure a lot of you, if you have clients in your agency, might give them your Skype handle and you know it's a blessing and a curse. So I've been starting to talk to some agency folks about their strategy for handling things like Slack if their customers demand. Uh, something like that. So we built this bot so people can look at their ad performance, pause ads, uh, pause campaigns, things like that. We also have a Google Sheets app, which didn't, didn't make the list, but pretend it did uh, for people who want to get their data into <laughs> Google Sheets. So we're, we're going down that, that messenger kind of chatbot path as well. And hopefully for those of you on Slack, if you're on AdStage, you can just go to Slack, look up the app, search for AdStage, and it is totally free for any AdStage user. Yeah, and uh, hats off to the engineering team on this one. They used a lot of the uh, neural languaging that we talked about last week with uh, Google Analytics doing that. With so you can kind of type these sentences as if you know you would normally type them, and uh, the the bot is smart enough to figure out what you're looking for, and then he's able to bring you that data like almost instantaneously. It's it's nuts. It's the perfect in meeting like tool so whenever like Sawhill our CEO is like JD how many like clicks did we get in the last 30 days or something he would never ask that but if he did <laughs> right. I'd be like whoop I'm going to Slackbot you know yeah the, the old spend pie chart is a good spend, one spend by yeah. channel and you know, just ask like spend last week by network and we, you can see cross search and social and a quick pie chart um, that's probably my favorite or you could do things like top 10 ads on Facebook by CTR and just boom, bring them up, bring them up. Bottom five ads by CTR. If you're really lazy, yeah. you could just do it in Slack. Bottom five ads by CTR and hit pause. Yeah. Oh yeah. You, the the read write app. You know, this isn't just pulling the information. You can actually take action, which I think right. it'll be interesting to see what you know how people use that. But I think that's a better example of how you could pause something. Yeah. I mean, it's a little dangerous because you know. 
Yeah. Usually kind of want to go in the interface and look around, make sure you're pausing the right thing, but you can do it. You can do it. And like, if, you know, you know the campaign you're looking at. If you lost your domain, you probably don't want to be running ads. <laughs> I could have got to use Slack right. to go through and pause all my campaigns. Yeah. Pause everything, OMG, Just OMG, like get so. resume. <laughs> Print resume. <laughs> all right, that is all the news we have for the week. Hopefully you enjoyed the headlines. Uh, we'll be back next Thursday. If you have any questions, comments, or stories you think we should cover, you can just tweet at AdStage, and we will get them covered. Have a great week. Thanks, everyone.